Welcome to InTheBible.com, where we tell everyone the truth about God's word, expose the devil for the lies he tells, and mentor individuals one-on-one in a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. Stay tuned for today's special Bible session on InTheBible.com. Are you living a double life as a Christian? Are you saying that you believe in God, but you're actually living two lies? We have to remember double lies are not just for spies. Spies are not the only ones who do it. This reality happens every day with women. I've seen it time and time again. Sometimes that woman will smile and she got a Christian t-shirt on, but she may be hurting up on her knee. She's also the woman who never missed church. She talks about her faith, purity, living to please God. That's why those of us who love her were so surprised that she was really secretly living in sin. And this happens to us time and time again, that we have friends out there that we believe that they are living that wholesome life and they are doing exactly what God has called them to do. But the truth is that that woman or that man is sinning over and over again. The sad part about it is lives are torn apart. Sin has so much power and deceives these individuals and it destroys everything they have. It worries me to think that some of us may be leading a double life. Are you one who are in the church and you go on with your family, but behind closed doors, you are somebody totally different. You locked in this pattern of sin. You keep going, but then you can't break free from this sin. You refuse to tell God that this is not what you want to be doing. And you want to be free from the sin that you're living every time you leave the church. You are choosing things like secret romantic relationships that are forbidden by your spouse. Or maybe you're the young man or the young woman who you're carrying on a relationship that your parents have forbidden you to be in. You have to remember, living a double life happens when you justify two different kinds of behaviors in your mind. And you say it's okay to be this way, and then God says it's okay to not be that way. Let's talk about what the Bible says about these situations. We have to remember that the Bible calls the thought process behind living a double life being double-minded. And we see that in James 1 and 8. And it says that a double-minded person is unstable in everything that they do. That means that person can't make a decision one way or another. And that may happen with a woman who is smiling, but yet her husband is secretly beating her. Or maybe the man who he's the public figure and everybody loves him. However, he goes home and he beat on his kids. Or it may be the individual who is up there and they're telling everybody, bless the Lord and things of the nature. But yet when they're at work, they're the nastiest person you've ever seen. James says in 4.8, come near to God and he will come near to you. We need to get to the point that we wash our hands of any sinful behavior. We need to want God to purify our heart 
can stop us from having that double-mindedness. Jesus is an individual who despised the double-mindedness of religious rulers of his day. So why would he not have that same thought process of the religious leaders of our days? Why would he let us continue to do things that are not of him? That's not God. He don't like hypocrisy. We understand that. We know that. In Matthew 23 through 27 and 28, the Bible says, he said, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. He called them hypocrites. You are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of bones that are dead and everything's unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside, you're full of hypocrisy and wickedness. We find this in families everywhere. We find this when people profess that they love Christ, but yet they do not treat everybody in their family the same. Meaning, they may be resentful or mean or rejectful to a new person that comes into the family. But when they're in front of the church, they tell them that they love everybody. They love the Lord. They love all God's people. But yet they go home and they have the individual that they're talking about behind their back. And we're not talking about just your members that come. We're talking about your leaders. We're talking about those ministers who are in charge and watching over your soul. These people are being double-minded. Or we're justifying some type of sin that is okay. For example, the individual who says, okay, yeah, the Lord tells me that I am free from being with my spouse if my spouse don't treat me right, or if I feel emotionally abused, or if I feel like I don't have any strength. No, that's not what the Bible say. Come on. And then they give you justification to go out and go do what you want. That's not what the Lord is honoring. But at the same time, you have it all together and saying that your marriage is perfect. But yet, in the same token, you're thinking that it's falling apart and, and you have justification for walking out there and doing something wrong. Hmm. No. Being double-minded is a sin. Living like two different people isn't God's plan for any of us. And there are remedies for this double-minded living. It's just whether or not we as individuals want to take on this remedy, drink it, walk in it, clothe ourselves in it. We often say, that's not me. All God is requiring is that we really start to be really close to him, talk to him, pray to him, confess whatever sin that we're doing. Give it up. If it's another woman, give it up. If it's another man, give it up. Whatever the sin happens to be, the Lord is asking us to just give up that double ways. If you are somebody who's out there beating on people or being mean, stop. Why do you have so much hate in your heart that you would beat on your kids, that you would do wrong to your spouse? But then you will come to church and you're praising everybody and you're being nice and kind and you got this mask on your face and, and the Lord is saying, come on, pull back the covers, pull back the covers because this is not right. Are you living as an authentic Christian with a whole heart toward God? Or do you go home and you 
get your drink off. And I understand that we all have our questions on whether we should or should not drink. But some of us are being overindulged in it. We are indulging way too much. We become very belligerent. But yet, you know what? We clean up real good and act like everything's fine. Or some of us are indulging in drugs or sexual sin and we say, hey, praise the Lord a little later to the individuals. But are you being authentic? Hmm. Or are you living a double life divided into who you are in public and who you are in secret? I know that some people who live double life have just been exposed. And the reality is that you need to take a warning. If there's things that you know that you're doing and saying that does not line up with God and is causing you to live a way that if God was to pull the cover back off of you, you would, you would be told, hey, I don't know you because you're not living right. You're saying that you're blessing people on one, one part of your breath and then you're cursing them in the other. God is saying no. So really take the time, like James said in four in chapter four and eight, come to God and ask him to make you clean. That's all you have to do. You don't have to do much. But first you gotta even want to confess that you have the issue. If you don't confess that you have the issue and that you're living a double life or you have double-minded ways about yourself, then you're never going to come clean. Yes, I know it hurts, but you have to make a decision to decide to leave that man, that woman, that gambler, whatever your sin is that's holding you back, leave it behind. Don't look at everybody around you and look at them like they're the problem because they're not the problem. And that's not what the Bible says. All the Bible is telling us is ask God to clean you up so your life can be the same in public and the same way in private. The Bible says in Psalms 86, 11, teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. We have to get to the point that we are afraid that we will disappoint God. Not scared that he, you're going to cringe, but it's just like your parent, that you want to live up to your parents' standards. And that's what that fear is about. You want to live up to what God has called you to be. Don't be like the individuals who you are gossiping. You are using profanity. You are engaging in casual sex. You are texting illicit messages or pictures to your friend. But at the same time, you turn around and you're saying you love God. Don't be the individual who you have aggressive comments online. But when you're in front of everybody else, you're saying you are a saint. That is a lot of double mindedness. You can't be up there praising the Lord, being on the praise team, and then later on, you're in the bar and you're drinking and smoking and carrying on and having illicit sex and you, you just don't, you don't care what's going on. But when you get the call to come to church, you lead in that Bible study and saying that your life is holy and it's clean. The Lord says, lay down your gift. Lay it down. If you are in a situation where you know that you're living one way, 
and then in the church, and then turning around and living another worry in the world, God is calling for you to put down your hypocrisy. Put down your hypocrite ways. Don't do it to yourself. It's not helping you, and it's not helping anybody else get any further. You know, that is just bondage. We need to realize at the heart of sin is spiritual bondage. Whenever you're doing what you're doing, that means you are not living the way you are not free. The world wants you to think that living a double life of sin and surface-only Christianity is enough to get you off the hook. But actually, this only hooks you more and more toward having sin and losing your ability to walk proper with God. We have to remember, in Jesus, we find freedom as we walk in him. He eliminates the difference between the version of us in public and us in private by exposing our sins, then settling us and allowing us to become free. We also will lose some hope. In God's presence alone, we do find unending hope. But when we live in sin and live in those two different lives, hope starts to disappear. But that hope can be choked up by deception of a double life. We find the greatest hope once we decide that we're going to walk with God, which comes when we allow him to enter our heart that we might allow him to transform us. If we continue to live a a double life, we also have a spiritual death. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. The greatest danger that a double life leads to is ultimately a spiritual death. And you see this in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10. And that's, for God, for godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, whereas worldly grief produces death. I always tell my children that, you know, once you cross over to that other side, it's very hard to come back without Jesus holding your hand. Remember, if we don't come to Christ and fully surrender, chances are our soul won't end up in eternal glory. That's not to say that we should pretend to be perfect starting today. But we should humbly surrender all parts of our life to God. Our mouth, our thoughts, and confess everything we've been doing to God so he can refresh us and renew us and cleanse us from all the crazy that we are doing. Remember, God does not want any lukewarm Christians. We see that when we look at Revelations chapter 3, verse 9. Jesus is grieved by lukewarm hearts. He doesn't think that it's good. You're either going to be hot and walking with Jesus the whole way, or you're not. So everyone under the sound of my voice, if you are struggling with the ability to walk one clear way, and that means as a believer, as a follower in Christ, this prayer is for you. Father, I thank you and I praise you, Lord. I ask that you pull back the cover on every man and every woman, single or married, that are living a double life. 
And I ask God that you help them get grow closer and closer to you. So they begin to fulfill your will for their life. We ask God that they have no shame in their lives anymore and that they honor you no matter what. We ask all this in your wonderful name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's topic on InTheBible.com. Till next time, study to show thyself approved, a worker that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the world of truth. For questions or comments, please send your request to our email address at questions at inthebible.com. Or you can give us a call at 1-888-401-0114 if you'd like to be a guest and tell your testimony. Or if you would like to have more information on how to grow further in the Lord and closer with Jesus. Until next time, thank you for choosing In the Bible.